0: My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, menies! Bushwhacker, Luke new kid. 2015 2015 of famer and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah!
1: Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk.
0: Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolis, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Lita Blue Pants Bates,
1: and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mouth and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's we're a in. great... We've had 70-degree <laughs> weather here. For, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting <laughs> snow. So. My name is Carl Carafell. And this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 313 coming at you this week. And as you see in the graphic right here, it says the Cena effect with corporate Joe that is right, everyone. We have got a corporate Joe here with us for this episode. I couldn't be more excited and more happy to have you back on the freaking program. My brother, founder, innovator, the man who brought me into this. Dude, how have you been? Let everyone know. It's
0: It, it has been a hot minute since I've been on. I honestly don't remember the last time. I think it may have been at work. And, um, the, you're talking about Jay way at the time with, uh, yourself your soap and OMD. I think that may have been uh, the last yeah. time. So, um, yeah, it's, um, like, like I said, when I did step away, it wasn't going to be a permanent. Uh, you will still occasionally see me, um, uh, with here and with my Dr. Pepper, which I'm cracking open. Right I have,
1: I've already had my Dr. Pepper cracked open as always. Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's, good stuff. that's good stuff. We need a sponsorship. I think.
0: Yeah, at this point, I think so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Corporate Joe is going to be here with us for the entirety of this episode this week, not just yes. a quick run in, which is absolutely amazing. As you can see, he is in his studio, not at work this time. Work phone's
0: off, man. Then nobody, I'm incommunicado. So right? they, they run into any problems, um, you know, no dealing with issues, no doing interviews, no nothing. So we're good.
1: That's awesome. That's a rarity. These days.
0: And it really, really, really is.
1: We've got a jam-packed episode again this week. And again, talking about some things that uh, maybe the mainstream are not really talking about. A few of these things, yes, they are. When it comes to the Garcia twins, when it comes to maybe some Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah. Major outlets are talking about this. But we got some stuff here that really um, not a lot of people are talking about I want to get into one of those things that people are talking about first, though, and and the majority of this week was uh, designed by you. Uh, you took the reins and had some things that you wanted to discuss, and one of those things absolutely. was the Garcia Twins. So let me know kind of what you're thinking here with the Garcias.
0: Well, I, I had to kind of do like a double take and look to make sure that uh, I was talking about because they, they changed their name. Um, howdy, Ed. Good to see you, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Non-corporate today. Absolutely. Ed, check um, Slack. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, like I, I had to, to check. I'm like, oh, the you know, Garcia twins. Oh, this is the Bella twins. We're um, in their ugly head again, so to speak. Um, it, it's it's the, the type of thing, or I mean, clearly, you know, we've shifted from, from wrestling. And I mean, I use their involvement in wrestling. I'm using that term. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. But um, we, we shifted from them just to being internet tv movie whatever personalities, just popular right. culture thing i mean i mean I, i've always been pretty vocal that uh, their time wrestling was very hit and miss for me you know definitely some moments um you know if i you know comparing in ring talent sorry uh, brie bella uh, far superior in my opinion i don't think i i think should have been maybe pushed a little bit higher than Nikki. and some training training with daniel bryan or brian danielson for those currently watching AEW. Right. You know, i think she definitely Um, got some better experience in that ring than than her sister type of thing where it's just like, now they're saying that they're leaving WWE. I thought they were already gone. First of all. Right. So I I didn't realize that there was any involvement with them in the company. I I guess maybe total divas was still a thing or total bellas or I I don't, I'm a little out of the loop when it comes to that product (sighs) because I've never watched it. So uh, it's the type of thing where I, I can respect some of the stuff with the company and they, they did bring some, uh, some mainstream appeal to the product a little bit. Right. But other than that, you know, it, it really is going to be one of those things where I, I just, I, I don't care that much um, as, as bad as that kind of sounds. Um, I was never a fan um, you know, be somebody who really focuses on good in ring talent. I, I just thought that there's really not even, even Brie, uh, guilty of you know injuring some people. Uh, right accidentally in the ring which i mean is never a good thing when uh, it comes to calling yourself a professional wrestler there are a lot of good professional wrestlers you know the really 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 good ones really pride themselves on not really injuring their opponents because peeling back the curtain you can't make money if the person you're working working with is hurt bottom line
1: very true now the garcias i know that they um were, were almost it wasn't it wasn't like a legends contract, but it was a contract very similar to that that they were yep. out, um, after their, uh, you know, leave from the WWE in a wrestler capacity. They were almost, uh, almost kind of like ambassadors, uh, yep. so to speak, right for for the women's side especially. Uh, but all of that has uh, uh, finished. It's it's finalized. It's done. They've removed uh, any inclination of the WWE from their socials, from what what the fans see of them. I'm sure that they still have, you know, all of their their memorabilia, right? And and, and I I know that this isn't going to be a situation of them being uh, angry with the WWE. They just figure it's time for them to move past the WWE and move away from Bella's to actually being the Garcia twins and being able to do their own thing with their makeup or clothing and, and whatever they've got, right?
0: I think it's very, very much shifting gears with them. Um, seemingly, they want to you know, kind of distance themselves you know, from professional wrestling in general, and right. uh, the WWE company really focusing on their own brand. Uh, so it really going to be the type of thing where I think uh, you possibly could alienate some of the their, the fans that they have that still wants to see them wrestle. So and it's really going to be the focus on you know whatever that product is um, if that appeals to you. Then it's going to be your thing, and right. if you are still wanting to maybe see in the ring a little bit, it will pos- possibly not be your thing. So uh, it, it's, um, it's one of those things, it is what it is. Um, it, it, frankly, probably was a time for them to make a uh, move there. So,
1: And to my understanding, it's not a full departure from professional wrestling. This is just a shift for them to build their brand. Yeah. right and and like i discussed i uh, believe it was last week when really all of this news came out with the with the bellas with the garcia twins that um you and i you and i even did the exact same thing uh you know when we were working with energy rock radio and then we we decided you know like it's time for us to to you know kind of uh blossom and build our own brand uh which ultimately we have uh- Right, and and even that uh, in itself has has blossomed, right? Going from just being a turnbuckle talk to uh, you know then working with uh, Love Wrestling for a while with uh, Turnbuckle Rewind and being able to keep all of that stuff and making Turnbuckle Studios and so like I get it, I totally do because we've done that to build brands yep. and and just the same for them, they they should have that option and luxury, I guess, to be able to do the same.
0: Sometimes, you know, you just have to evolve and change, um, you know, if nothing else, just to avoid getting stale, right? Sometimes. So, that, or, you know, you just feel a need to, to switch things up. And I mean, uh, people do these kinds of things for various different reasons.
1: And now I don't think that this is going to be the last that we see of them in a professional oh, no. wrestling ring.
0: Royal rumbles and stuff like that. They'll probably still appear occasionally. And Yeah.
1: And, and a lot of people have even been kind of throwing out there as well that, uh, you know, like Bree's husband is working for a company right now. Yep. Right. There is the possibility that we could see the Garcia's making their way to, to that company and, and maybe doing a little bit over there, maybe not necessarily, you know, like, like having a full time, uh, in ring, type of contract but even even going there to to maybe work backstage or, or something like that right so like i don't think that this is the end of their professional wrestling business
0: yeah i would definitely be more inclined to say in a different kind of personality type or, or like um interviews and stuff like that because i mean god i mean that that contract or contract that <laughs> company over there their roster is just ridiculously huge at this point, which I, I think we'll kind of touch on that uh, in a later topic here. But um, it's the type of thing where I think maybe as a personality might be a better approach. Uh, they, they don't need more wrestlers, so just say it.
1: Well, I mean, we're already talking about it, so let's get right into that then. Let, let's talk about this elephant in the room, and let's talk about all elite Wrestling. Um, this was another one of your topics here. You're you're asking the question, is AEW good right now? Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? What
0: I'm kind of getting at in a bit of a lateral way is I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this after being away for a while and being so critical of the WWE. But I mean the WWE is leaps and bounds, you know, especially when it comes to engaging people, especially especially do with this Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes thing. I mean, they're knocking it out of the the park and and giving people a reason to watch every week, you know, and then just going and watching um, segments of recaps everything went out of AEW shows and watching one in full. It just feels like a disjointed mess over there. You have so many talents that you're trying to cram into um, a relatively short amount of TV time. It just right. it feels very rushed and not a cohesive product and then you over to the wwe side of things and they're telling long-term storytelling here and, and doing it very very well and I, again i can't believe i'm saying that <laughs> um because I, again i've been so critical but um but yeah like it just it feels like they're drifting away from what they wanted to be as a company and now it's like they've become what they were really against as, as a company that uh, was over, over bloated and wrestlers didn't want to be there now AEW starting to have those issues, there's uh, some top, um, you know, there's some major talent there that don't really want to be there anymore. They're, they're looking right. at it moving, right? Uh, Cody, Cody was, was a big one, man. That's either he couldn't get over or just wanted to leave, or he wanted to, to make his mark on a, on a larger stage. You know, one of the guys that helped found the company has left. You know, yeah. that, that I, I felt that that was a big, big deal. I know this is well after the fact now, but I mean, damn, like when, one of your founders has left for greener pastures. Right. And, you know, and I think there's been a trickle down effect since then.
1: So, I mean, I'm going to throw this a little bit into like a devil's advocate type of situation here, right? They are still in an infancy. They are still in a situation where they're trying to figure out who they are, what they are and what is going on. Right. So, I mean, they're taking little aspects of what they see from Impact, what they see from the yeah. WWE, what they're seeing. The, the, okay. So, AEW, for me at least, has been doing some really great things when it comes to dark and dark elevation on Mondays and Tuesdays, broadcasting that to YouTube. Yes, it's pre taped, but they're doing mm-hmm. that over to YouTube. Yeah. Right. And allowing that for free. For people to catch the product and including and using local talent from the areas that they're in, which is something that we really don't see the WWE doing, but AEW is, is, is still growing. And I think that, you know, Tony, Tony Khan can go to daddy and be like, daddy, can I have some money? And Daddy's gonna be like, "Oh, for what this time?" And he's gonna be like, "Well, I got this really great guy over here that I think that's <laughs> sign. Can I have some money?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's he's gonna do it because he wants those names for, for to to try to build AEW to be huge. Yeah. Which at you this know. point, you're right. Like he, he it's it, it's just it's not there, and I, and it's it, it's almost um, it's almost like they're wasting money on the wrong things
0: yeah and that's the thing too like especially you know delving into the depravity that is social media especially facebook when it comes to the stuff you know you have some people calling themselves wrestling fans or pundits or whatever right saying that oh tony Khan's the next herb abrams Clearly, that that, well, that is not not the case here. I mean, no. I'm, I can guarantee you, uh, Tony does not bathe in mountains of cocaine, right. um, As Mister Abrams <laughs> would have, <in>, uh, and <laughs> hookers and blow and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, and at, at the same time, too, I mean, th- there are kind of some similarities. I mean, I mean, you know, with snatching up a lot of the talent uh, disenfranchised or jaded from WWE. Yeah. I mean, a, a good portion of the higher up roster, a lot of those guys would um, you know fit that mold you know, uh, it's just, it's the type of thing where, where, again, I can't believe I'm saying it, you know, WWE just doing it better. Uh, in AEW, you know, I would have thought by now that, you know, that they would have found, you know, their, their, their direction and their voice. but So right. it, it still feels like we're in the experimentation stage. And, and, and I get it, you know, in the scope of things, you know, in the in time frame of pressure wrestling, is still relatively short, but um, I, I do hope that Maybe they can get to that point where I've talked about professional wrestling where it's like we're stuck between the sports entertainment and being a sport thing, and it's keeping us from that, or it's keeping us at that below to 2 to 3 million viewer plateau. When you have like NHL and NBA getting tens of millions of viewers every week, what can we do with professional wrestling to get it to that point again? Or arguably better than it's ever been. I, I think we need to, I've said this before, we need to, either be entertainment straight strip entertainment or present it like, like Japan where they're presenting it as a legitimate sport. Pick one because this in between thing. I think is still off putting to a lot of people, especially new to the product. They're seeing this and not really getting it right. Right. Pick a direction, either hire a bunch of actors and teach them how to wrestle and just be entertainment or present it as wrestling, just wrestling.
1: So now to kind of go back a little bit on, on what you were saying there, um, you, you were talking about how like, AEW just kind of doesn't, doesn't seem to kind of know where they are. And maybe like, no. you know, I, I think that maybe, maybe a part of that is because the transition, uh, the shift of power that came in. So when Vince had things and Vince was running things, it was easy for Tony to play on those, those old man emotions and yeah. be like, we're going to steal your guys. And he's going to be like, oh, shit. And, you know, Tony's going to, you know, play off of that. Yeah. Right. But now if, we've got Triple H, if, H in there. And things have now, changed with the company. So now yeah. the AEW is having to once again change. Because what they were doing with Vince is not going to work with Triple H.
0: Where we shifted to from AEW taking shots at WWE to now a ww's taking shots at aew very subtly right yeah. uh, you know a recent promo with uh roman and cody one of the things that did see where it just say oh so you, know, you couldn't hack it here you couldn't didn't want to do the gold dust stuff so you went over to another company couldn't get over there so you ran away from there and came back right so
1: was and night. without
0: saying the words you know very very clever um yeah. but i mean anybody with half a brain knows <laughs> what he was referring to oh, um yeah. but yeah, you know, at the same time too i mean um what they accomplished at uh, the original all in and starting, you know, oh. another big company. I, I don't think you can ever take that away from, from them. No. Um, and I do, I do wish them nothing but the best. I, I just, I hope that they, they can find their real voice soon, uh, and really establish their identity. Right. And like I said, uh, instead of being that in between, I think if the, one thing that they can really differentiate themselves from WWE is pick entertainment or just be wrestling, but time will tell and that kind of stuff. I know that that's, crazy talk to most people and wishful thinking, but you know, that's where I'm all about.
1: Since we're already talking about AEW, you had something interesting that you showed me from one Nick Patrick. So <laughs> first I want you, to, I want you to tell us all who Nick Patrick is and who does he think is running AEW?
0: So Nick Patrick was now before this, i am not, Entirely sure of his history in the business, but I mean, probably most famously known for being one of the, in my opinion, at the, at the time one of the better referees in WCW. Um, did side, I believe, with the um, the N the NWO being kind of their go to referee for. Some added shenanigans and some Entertainment Value. I thought that stuff was really, really good. Right. You know, the, and I think even for a short period of time when the invasion angle or thing happened, I, I believe that he uh, spent some time working for the company there as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought he was a really kind of uh, one of those referees that's good at enhancing kind of what's going on with a little bit of character work, but not going full Bryce Remsburg and trying to go in business for yourself and steal the show. Right. So, but oh. I digress on that. Um. So basically, the, the 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 short and sweet of it, so to speak, is that uh, Nick Patrick. Uh, I had to read this twice just to make sure that uh, you know um, I hadn't gone crazy or gone uh, you know off the edge of the flat Earth. Um, that um, he says that Vince McMahon is secretly running AEW. Now, right off the hop, I just will say it point blank: this is one of the. Dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life when it comes to uh, professional wrestling. Good to see, you, uh, Mr. Bubba Duke. Don, good to see you, brother. Um, but yeah, yeah, like it just really just some of the dumbest shit that I've seen in quite a long time. um You know, I I would love Nick Patrick, but dude, you know, whatever you're smoking, share it with the rest of the class, please.
1: Is it what he's smoking, or is he off his meds? I
0: I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the type of thing like you, even. Somebody who I think is grossly, you know, misunderstood in the wrestling business, Mr. Vince Russo, has even kind of hinted at this, you know, that he thinks that that uh, um, this has been going on. And there's been some other kind of craziness. Like, I, I believe until his death, excuse me, uh, you know, Scott Hall still thinks that the uh, Montreal Screwjob was a work. So, right. um, which, I mean, we know was not. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's the type of thing where, I mean, if, if it's, if it's true, I mean, it's probably one of the greatest ruses of all time or one of the be- best like bait and switch or like, I, I mean, I can't even think of the terminology because it's right. like, scrambling my brain just thinking about it. But uh, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's, what's your take on that? I, well, I, I've been dying to know.
1: i want to find out from you first, how audacious is that claim? That Vince McMahon is behind the scenes running AEW. For, is it really for me? I I really,
0: really do think it is because I mean, I, I'm trying to think if there's any any precedents or anything like that set before. You know, other than maybe you know, basically coming and saying that he's bought WCW. Which I, right. I mean, I mean, the seeds have been planted for that for a while, True. Um, you know, you know, so that wasn't I mean, it, it, yeah, it was shocking, but I mean, it wasn't, you know, like we necessarily didn't see it coming. But um, there's the idea and, and just given that people have shifted from WWE largely because of Vince to the, so the company um, for it to uh, just uh, all been run by Vince all this time for me, that's where the, the, the theory of that kind of falls apart. It's like, I don't think that these guys would have left a v- company that Vince was running to another company that Vince was running, knowingly, right? Unless everybody's in on this shit. And, and it's like, you know, one of the greatest conspiracies of all time, professional wrestling. Um, right. But, um, yeah, it's, well, I wouldn't go as far as what Don is saying here, that if he is running it again, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. But just uh like I said, I just think it's a bit of a ludic- ludic- ludicrous claim uh, to kind of get a few seconds of fame. But um, I, I'm i not necessarily reading too much into that. I just thought it was definitely shocking when I did read it that uh, – that opinion is coming up again because like I said I had last heard it from Mr. Vince Russo um, right. who just knowingly likes to stir the pot especially when he knows that uh, his arch nemesis is lurking in the background Mr. Jim Cornette and right. uh, we just know that those two guys like to take shots at each other and that's all I thought that was but I mean Nick Patrick's not really got any of that kind of stuff going on with anybody so you can't go that angle um, I think it's just I think it's just to stir up some conversation
1: I, I, You know what? I fully agree with that. I think that it's absolutely ludicrous to believe that Vince McMahon is running AEW. Uh, I know that Tony Khan is a freaking super fan who has money. Yep. I'm a super fan of professional wrestling. And if I had Khan money, your damn skippy hippie, <laughs> I would be starting a company. Yeah. Would I ever want to sell that and get rid of it? not for any amount of money in the freaking world. I wouldn't as a super fan. I wouldn't. And Tony is, is, is like triple the super fan that I am. Yeah. With money. With money. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really think that, that, that it's even feasible. I don't think that, that it's even an option. Um, like I don't, Um. I really don't. I don't think that Vince McMahon is behind AEW at all.
0: I I will say, I I do believe that everybody does have a price um, not only in that scenario, but in any kind of like buyout scenario. I mean, you know, um, to do a bit of a, maybe a strange comparison, you know, switching to the technology business, I don't, I never would have thought that uh, Oculus, the, uh, the company that makes the VR units would have been ever purchased by Facebook. Right. And that's something that happened. So um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think anything is possible. And I think everybody does have a price now. Will it happen? I hope not because having competition does help the businesses as a whole, as it does any business, healthy right. competition breeds a win for the customer or the consumer or the fans, however you want to call it. Right.
1: And on that note, I, I the, the only reason why I say that I don't believe that Vince is behind any of it uh, is, you know, like Tony, Tony purchased ring of honor as well. Right, so we've got yeah. Tony doing AEW and Ring of Honor. Is it? Is it like? So is that going to now mean that Vince is behind Ring of Honor as well? Like, how far are we actually going to take this before yeah. it starts to sound ridiculous? And I think we're already yeah. at that point.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that WWE still will still pay attention to Ring of Honor, and they always have. You know, a lot of their current talent uh, do have roots. Uh, in that company. So, oh, yes. um, I think that that will still be a bit of a breeding and training ground for future WWE stars. Cause it always has been, um, yeah. some of the best names that you know and love right now and that fans know not love right now, um, have spent some time over in that company. Um, it, it's a list of alumni is, among uh, amongst some of the best in any wrestling company. Definitely. It is. japan
1: is (laughs) vince is running new japan didn't you know yeah Yeah. let's not
0: let's not get completely (laughs) stupid now. all right
1: (laughs) i gotta throw this banner up everybody take a look right down in the bottom there there's a website for y'all to go to real wrestling.net news and views by real fans we are in association with real wrestling which makes us an international podcast because real wrestling is is out of the united kingdom i'm very happy and thankful to have been included in the fold at real wrestling go and check them out RealWrestling.net. great articles over there other podcasts over there really good things happening there we are halfway through the episode and we do need to make sure that we're uh Talking about some of our sponsors and putting up a couple of our commercials, so please stick with us as we take a drink of our non sponsored Dr. Pepper and let you indulge in a couple of commercials quickly. The official Turnbuckle Studios shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafell Unboxes, The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, miscellaneous products that you can only find here, Beats and Beat Downs, and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafell.redbubble.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand,
1: the wrestling brand.
0: A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling
1: is the drive.
0: I am Al Snow. And this is Collar and Elbow,
1: the wrestling brand. Carl Carafell, and this is Turnbuckle Talked. Joined alongside my former broadcast colleague, my brother, Corporate Joe, as we go and talk about some professional wrestling like we usually do. First and foremost, though, want to let everybody know that, yes, carlcarafell.redbubble.com is where you can go for all Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, including... The newly put in there paramindful merchandise as well. When it comes to collarandelbowbrand.com, I'm always wearing my collar and elbow branded hat. From Joe's got the shirt on today, he's got the mirror tee on. My good friend Al Snow created that company. Go and check that out. Use the promo code JKpodcast to get 10% off your purchase. Rogue Energy is an amazing drink for you as well. If you're kind of feeling tired, you need a little pick-me-up, slam down. A rogue energy, and you will be feeling great with no crash afterwards using less sugar than the major brands. Use the promo code OLEPODS, O L E P O D S, and get 10% off your purchase. Continuing on here, I think we're done with the AEW talk for this episode. And we're going to transition into some WWE talk with, yes, our Cena effect being our showstopper segment. Let's just call it that. First, though, we want to talk about the WWE Hall of Fame. So up until yesterday, we knew of two names. We knew of Rey Mysterio and the great Muta or Kenji Muto I they they've really not said Kenji. They've only said the great Muda as of yet. Yeah. So this could just be the character of the great Muda that we're going to be seeing. But there was another name that was announced for the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. And that was one Mr. Andy Kaufman, a man who transcended between Hollywood and professional wrestling as a fan who decided it would be funny to claim that he was the real champion of the women's division and where he would only take on women and then went on to had a pretty good short feud with Jerry, the King Lawler. So Joe, I know that you have got, yes, yes, Baba. Al Snow for the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes. Long overdue. So you've got some uh, discussion that you want to have when it comes to this Hall of Fame announcement. So take it away.
0: I am going to go through all three of them if I can. I mean, Rey Mysterio, obviously a shoe in for the uh, Hall of Fame. has done a tremendous amount for the WWE. Right. Um, that's going to be a kind of reoccurring theme with what I'm going to talk about here with the WWE. Mysterio has done many amazing things, you know, as, as a smaller wrestler, you know, has been able to reach the top tier of of the company. Very, very difficult, especially given the time frame that he went through when historically a lot of big men were pushed to the top of the card. So
1: big show.
0: Exactly. Right. I mean, Randy Orton's, you're you're all that. He's beaten them all. Right. Um, has had a hall of fame worthy career and is still going in the ring. Yeah. Um, The old school wrestling fan of me, you know, would, you know, prefer to see guys retired for a little while, you know, and then get inducted, you know, to allow the dust to settle a little bit. You know, the absence makes the heart grow fonder. You you know, we kind of lose track a little bit and then bring them back in, but they're deciding to do it while he's still active in the ring. You know, I'm not necessarily a fan of that approach, but I get it. I get it. Now, with the other two picks, uh, I am going to be a little critical of. Uh, I'll say we the hop. I'm not being critical of the individuals. You know, the great Muta, one of the best wrestlers to come out of Japan ever, hands right. down, you know, in the same conversation as Inoki, Jushin Thunder Liger, Minoru Suzuki, Okada, all those guys. Definitely yeah. fits in that category. You know, and then, you know, we have Mr. Andy Kaufman. You know, one of the most polarizing individuals in anything, yeah. you know, whether it be real life, whether it be in movies, it be in TV, whether it be as a professional wrestler. um Now, with the with with Muda and Coffin, the, the thing is that um you know this is the WWE Hall of Fame, and uh, that, that's where I have a little bit of an issue. Muda never wrestled for the company. Yes, I know people have told me on social media, "Oh, Vince bought up WCW." You know, Muda worked in WCW, so just by by default, he kind of gets in there. <clears throat> you know, I would rather, if we're going to go this route, just make a real true wrestling, professional wrestling hall of fame. I know it kind of exists with the Cauliflower Alley Club. Those things yep. are falling beside me here. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's really getting to the point now where we need to make an actual professional wrestling hall of fame that encompasses WWE, AEW, New Japan. Uh, ring of honor all your independence like the 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 true legends of the business you know we need to stop just inducting you know joe schmo because you know we need to fill you know this event for the thing every year you know and not to take away from people that that have gotten that really really deserve it but i've always and you know this i've always been in the school of thought you know i I still have the movie here somewhere andre the giant still in my opinion is the only really true legend in that, in that uh, WWE Hall of Fame, I mean, you want to talk guys that just legendary across the board when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to personality, when it comes to outside the business, larger than life. That is a true legend. Right. And then, you know, we go and put in somebody like, say, like a um, – uh, I don't want to so – it's tough to make a comparison. I don't want to put anybody down. But when it comes to the WWE Hall of Fame, I think that we, we're just – we – are just going through everybody because we need to. I think we really need really need to distill it down to more to the people who are just, like, truly legends that transcend. You know, I, and when I think the recent names, the only three that really come to mind right off the top of my head, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, and Shawn Michaels. Outside of that, when it comes to recent guys, you know, I'll throw Cena and I'll, I'll throw Randy Orton into that mix as well. But other than those guys, you know, when, I, when I'm thinking true legends of the WWE, a lot of other names don't come to mind you know we, we can't just fill this hall of fame with people because we need to right you know and don't get me wrong with andy coffin he's the one that i really want to focus on because dude i love what, what he did there it was in memphis uh wrestling it was not in the yeah. wwe you know and, and i get jerry lawler was involved and bill Aptor and all those guys and, and you know i i know andy actually approached vince senior with doing some stuff and vince said Sorry. Uh, Triple H. Uh, definitely fit in that category eventually. The thing with Triple H, though, I'm glad that Bob Duke brought that up, is Triple H was never really that top-tier guy. He, he was probably one of the best foils, one of the best number two guys of all time. That's what Triple H is really, really good at. And, of course, okay. you know, molding in, bringing up some of the stuff becoming talent. Triple H was the best foil of all time. Um, but, um, but yeah, just any confidence, you know, it, it, it's it's great now what I think what would win this over for me is if number one, if Jerry Lawler um, does the acceptance or like accepts on be his behalf or how they ever choose to go about that. But I, I'm such a fan of the work that Jim Carrey did in the Man on the Moon movie. Right. If if they were able to have him come in impersonating Andy Coffin to, to come in. That would put it over to the top of me. I think that would be a great thing. But having said that again, I don't know if it's WWE Hall of Fame worthy. Is it professional wrestling Hall of Fame worthy? Absolutely. It was one of the best wrestling angles of all time.
1: <coughs> right.
0: Dude knew how to how to hold on to kayfabe better than a lot of professional wrestlers do. Oh, that yeah. is to be commended. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't happen in the WWE, guys. That, that's, that's my main sticking point. I know a lot of people shit on me for that opinion it's 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 my take on it. Uh, I'm not saying that, that that I didn't love the man and what he did. Yeah, you know, it was amazing. But it did happen in the WWE. That's my only sticking point.
1: Right. And and when it comes to Andy Kaufman, I think uh, for this induction, I think it would be fantastic if we had Bill Aptor induct Jerry Lawler except. Yeah. With Yeah and I'm going to say this with a run in happen where we see Andy Kaufman <laughs> finally return yeah. and snatch that out of Jerry Lawler's hand and run away with it
0: has, I don't believe that Jim Carrey has ever done anything with WWE wrestling in any respect, no, right? Or, or in any of. capacity. Um, it, 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 it it would be really cool to see that, uh, and you're right, uh, Bill Lauter being involved as well. Absolutely, um, you know, he's somebody who's been absent for the WWE scene, like you know, on screen in quite a while. You know, one of the true legends that a lot of people like us being involved in this right. look up to. You know, from Ryan K. Bowman, you know, kind of yeah. his protege, so speaking of this, we have some connections there. But, in uh, the jer- yeah, journalism
1: but it- world, Bill Lauter is, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like Those- right under God. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, the, those who, um, you know, really worship Meltzer, um, Bill Optor makes him look like a amateur hour. Sorry yeah. for all your, uh, um, fans of him out there, but, um, yeah, it would be cool to see Bill and Jerry, the King law there. And if you could have Jim Carrey impersonating Andy Kaufman coming in, that would be really cool. I would pop for that.
1: Right. Right. I think I would too.
0: And with the Muda thing, no, just back up briefly, oh, yeah, um, they sure. should have tr- they should have tried to get him in, into the rumble to to try and make some of that connection with the audience because that, that that could end up being a bit of a weird one because when you want to talk WWE uh, fans of that current product uh, when he, he comes out uh, I'll be very much listening uh, for what that audience reaction will be it very well could end up being very kind of split I, I think a good portion of especially of the younger crowd will be like who is this guy right
1: who 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 Right. And not taking
0: yeah. like, not take anything from Moodle, man. Dude's a dude's like a bona fide legend in the wrestling business. But um I felt it was a bit of a um, you know, maybe we're having a hard time filling spots for the Hall of Fame this year. Nothing like I said, nothing against him and Andy. But um yeah.
1: And I mean, it could very well be. And I know that Triple H is even looking at making things smaller when it comes to the WWE Hall of Fame. From what I've been seeing and reading from some of my good notable sources is that there's only going to be five this year.
0: That's fine. There's going to have to be like 10 every year.
1: There's only going to be five. And continuing forward, there's only going to be like five names that are put in there with a possible sixth. With the inclusion of referees,
0: yeah, see that would be cool. There's definitely some that are worthwhile being in that category. Absolutely, you know. And I mean, yeah, I guess you could always induct Ric Flair in a few more times if you want to,
1: right? I mean, sure, you, <laughs> you, could can you can find a way, evolution, or you know, some way yeah. somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rick Flair is kind of a polarizing figure for a lot of people. We'll put him
0: it. in the let's put the old boy out of his misery category, <laughs> right, Mister? Um, uh, every match is his last match. It's like he's like the the ruling stones of professional wrestling. I swear to God, you know, Rick Flair. Used to love the guy, but like it's it's time to go away, sir. It's time to
1: go away. When I was on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part Duh. Ric Flair was actually there. Ric Flair to meet Ric Flair was an extra added cost. Of course. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have expected anything else. I was unable to get myself an autograph from Ric Flair. I know that at another time when I, when I was in, um, when I was at, in an airport where I think we were in Chicago making our way to St. Louis Uh, we were in the airport sitting there waiting in a layover and we actually saw Jim Ross and Jerry, the King Lawler go by and I didn't get up in time, Yeah, but I would have been respectful going over to them if they had stopped. And that kind of leads us right in.
0: That was very well done by the way.
1: Learn how to respect or deal with it. So essentially what we're talking about here is this whole saga of shit that's been going on at airports, at uh, any place other than a WWE event. So we've had situations happen with Rey Mysterio. We've had situations happen with Liv Morgan. And re- most recently, we've heard of situations happening with Rhea Ripley, where fans are coming up to them. essentially. Being little shit disturbers, bothering yeah. them is essentially what's happening. So Raya Ripley went on to Twitter, and this is what she she wrote. She wrote, People need to respect that no means no. At airports, do not follow me outside. Today has put me off completely. I will not sign anything that isn't a personal photo of us anymore. Hate me? I don't care. Disagree with me, try putting yourself in our shoes for one bloody day. That's what Rhea Ripley put onto Twitter because of interactions that she had with fans at an airport. Very similar to Rey Mysterio and Liv Morgan. I'm going to let you take this for a moment, Joe.
0: It's tricky with this because when you. Before I get into that, too, um, there used to be a guy that um, I had on Facebook. Um, By the way, I have a completely different Facebook account. I got a new phone today and can log into my old Facebook account. So people who know me, if you get a request from me um, looking like similar to what I look right now, it is me. Um, Ask me a question, um, you know, what kind of cats uh, you have, and then uh, (laughs) confirm that it's me. Um, But um, there used to be a guy that I know on there that literally um, would like ambush uh, wrestlers in and take their photos and you can tell just like super awkward looks on the talents right i even called the guy i don't know the one time i was like dude it's like like do you like you realize that you know you're kind of encroaching people's privacy or something like this and like oh they were totally cool with it you, know, you might as able just see like the wrestlers just like holding them like this right you know with that deer in the headlights kind of look in their eye right um at the same time to play devil's advocate slightly here yeah there's a couple ways I'm going to approach this. When you become a celebrity, when you become somebody who's in the spotlight, you know, like the one that's in front of me right now, you're going to get attention. You give up a certain level of privacy. It comes with the territory, even being a, somewhat former podcaster I saw some of that behind the scenes when it comes to social media messaging and when when you put yourself in the spotlight to a certain to any degree, you're going to get a lot of <coughs> excuse me unwanted attention right. comes with the territory but there is a line that should not be crossed <coughs> when somebody is out of character and you know, when they're just going about their personal business that is um, leave them alone. Having said that now too going even further into this this is exactly why carl and everybody watching here that wrestlers in mexico and japan there's still some that do this and this is why when they get into the wrestling business um some go even as far as their name not even being on public record when they become a wrestler they become that character and they do not exit being that until they exit the wrestling business this is why they do it to avoid these kind of scenarios or they don't get ambushed in, in 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 airports and stuff like that right. they you know when they when they take their stuff off nobody knows what they look like and in the music business very famously daft punk same kind of thing those guys whenever they're performing or doing a kind of public appearance the helmets are on in right. their private life it's the only time that they would take it off and nobody would know there so they could go about their their private life without being constantly hounded you know it's and that kind of sums it up it's you know as a celebrity you're you're gonna get that on one of the attention but fans who definitely do need to realize that uh you know you need to to back the f off and, yeah. and wait for for those times that are, where it's appropriate and again too though that that's exactly why a lot of these wrestlers are like most commonly now uh, Pentagon is probably the one of the best examples right no no nobody outside the inner workings of the business even knows what that guy's even some of them like they don't even know what his right. real name is and that then buys you your private time when you do remove the character and just become whatever that you can live your private life kind of uninterrupted so um for up-and-coming talents you know and maybe something you want to approach maybe we can see some north american wrestlers maybe seeing that as an example and be like hey you know what i mean i get into this wrestling thing maybe i'll Don this character and stay in it so that I can live a private life without, uh, you know, people clicking photos and and doing that stuff all the time. Maybe something they're worth thinking about.
1: Definitely might be. I'm going to touch a little bit on the side of uh, you fans. Be respectful. Don't be so with the Ray Mysterio situation, what it was is, is there were several people that came up with a number of items expecting Ray Mysterio to autograph all of these items for them to sell and make profit off of Ray Mysterio. Liv Morgan was, was similar situations. And yep. it appears as though with Rhea Ripley that yes, that may have been a type of situation that happened as well. Nine times out of 10, the performers are going to be like, yeah, you know what? Come on in. Come, come get a picture. Oh, you got something to autograph. Okay. I'll autograph, you know, that for you. Don't go expecting them to autograph a shit ton of merch for you. When, when, they're not going to see any money from that. And you're making all the profit from that. If, if you're, if you're a reseller. Okay. So there are different resellers out there like dark parlor. Okay. Dark parlor originals. One of the, one of the better ones that are out there, they have, they bring them in and then people pay for those Funko pops or eight by tens or whatever it is. And this superstar mass autographs, in one day, gets it all done. Go about it that way. Don't be so disrespectful as to go up to somebody and 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 be a freaking paparazzi to these people when they're just trying to live their life, just like you're trying to live yours. It just and, it blows my mind.
0: And, and to kind of reflect that kind of inwards again, you know, in my day job working in customer service. You know, the true story, right? So uh, I'm literally taking a bathroom break um, and this customer must have followed me. So I, I went to the bathroom, sitting down in the toilet I'm I'm taking a dump. I'm taking a shit, knock on the door, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, buying an Xbox. Cool. Uh, I'm currently taking a shit. Um, can just wait outside. And when I'm finished, I will come and help you Wow. learn your boundaries, people, when it comes to approaching wrestling tab, when it comes to approaching people working in a customer service business, wait until the person is in that working mode before you come and hound them. Right. Yeah.
1: Jeez. That's absolutely nuts.
0: I I wish I was making it up, but sadly I'm not. Oh,
1: a hundred percent. I know that you are not making it up. At all. RogueEnergy.com. Nice. Speaking of respect, there's a man in the world of professional wrestling that a lot of people have respect for. Well, a lot of women and children have respect for. <laughs> a lot of the guys love to hate this person. Yes, we are talking our showstopper segment the cena effect talking about john cena and this essentially was a corporate joe topic that he wanted to bring up and discuss and that's exactly what we are going to do today corporate joe what are you meaning by the cena effect <laughs> i mean i kind of i kind of made that word right yeah. but you know what i'm talking about
0: so, so no secret. I, I'm not watching a lot of professional wrestling these days. But one thing that I did catch was um, I believe it was from a previous uh, week uh, Raw segment um, with Austin Theory and Mr. John Cena. Um, so you have a guy who is uh, almost strictly a uh, name ring ring talent, and Mr. Austin Theory. Um, if if you watch, I've uh, watched a fair amount of his stuff now. Great in ring talent, but is really in my humble opinion, missing that other half of being a professional wrestler and really having that th- that it factor to, to really make the, the crowd either love or hate you in that respect. That dude just, from, from the stuff that I've seen, just does not have it. And then you have Mr. John Cena, who not only has it, but has it in droves and spades. You know, regardless of whether you hate him or you love him, he always elicits a response. Right very enthusiastically. So either very positive or very, very negative. The, the dude is one of the best at all, of all times, you know, listening a reaction from the crowd and this promo, the, the, this segment was no different. I mean, John Cena literally took him to school and slapped him in the dick on the way out. Um, like just like masterfully done. Yep. Loved it. But now at the same time, know we've we've run into the situation now where clearly uh, they are trying to do something to push this kid um to being upper echelon but i don't know if maybe they let cena go off script a little bit here and it's totally possibly so but they've set themselves up now where i don't even know how he can come out of this looking good or bad right because i mean like like if he, if he beats Cena, it's going to have to be some kind of underhanded way to do it because he, you, he can't come over as the good guy now. Cena's clearly positioned himself as that, mm-hmm. and Theory is clearly the bad guy now, so it's either going to have to be that or Cena's just going to have to just flat out beat him one, two, three in the ring or tap him out to a uh, – yeah, it, it's, 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 it's as cool as it was, it, it's, it's turned into a bit of a weird scenario. Because uh, like, I don't know what you do with this theory kid now. I, I, I'm at a kind of a loss for words. I didn't, John killed it, but I mean, slap him in, in the nuts on the way out. And, like, dude, it's like, um, you know, you weren't ready for this. And I wasn't ready <laughs> to watch it. I, I didn't expect that as a result. Right. But I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm curious what your take is if, if you're kind of on the same wavelength as me on this, because uh, I'm worried <laughs> that, that this doesn't. Bode well for theory in any respect, or in any way whatsoever.
1: So the whole reason why I decided to call this episode the Cena Effect is because this is something that I think that we have seen before. We've seen John Cena come in after being away for a while and be like, "Ooh, we're gonna do something big and special," and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and then it just ends up being nothing afterwards. Yeah. And 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 my 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 case for that. Um and, and people are gonna people are gonna shit all over me for this, but Cena rock yeah. once in a lifetime. oh wait, let's shit all over that because it's John Cena and it's <laughs> twice in a lifetime. yeah you, you, you see you see kind of where I'm going <clears throat> with that it, it, it seems as though yeah. that every time John Cena comes in to help elevate, he's not elevating. Yeah. but making worse and pushing down instead and building himself up yeah instead of actually building the competitor or the talent that he's supposed to be in the ring with. And that's 100% how it feels to me with this situation with Austin theory right now is that John Cena came in to elevate Austin theory yeah. and it's turned into an absolute shit show for Austin theory. And he's just being kind of played out.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, it's the type of thing where like, cause like John's so good. Yes. In that position, and, and you look at everybody who's kind of at that Austin Theory level, and like, is there anybody that can go toe to toe with uh, with Cena not only you know, on the microphone but in the ring, but especially on the microphone? It's like, it, it's, I, I struggle to find anybody in, in the WWE company you now, now maybe over in Japan, uh, or something like that. You might run to and some of their people that can, you know, I think, uh, right. Definitely, like a um, Okada, you know, it could be somebody that um, yep. could maybe uh, match wits with them. But um, when it comes to these younger uh, up and coming guys, like it's just like they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance, you know. And and, and as cool as it is to see Cena doing these things, it, it's it's not to kind of use an extreme example. You know, it's so different when you know when we rewind way way back to under the giant in Hulk Hogan, you know, going into that match, not knowing what the outcome was, Andre calling the shots and him deciding to put Hogan over because he knew it was best for the business going forward. Right. You know, now we just have a guy coming in who is, um, you know, I'm sure that the intention is to try and get whoever over in this case, Mr. Austin theory, but it just, I'm, I'm playing back play back. Even since I've seen the segment, i I'm trying like every scenario in my mind. And I just, I don't know of an outcome of where this guy can get over as a good guy or a bad guy, unless seriously steps it up like out of nowhere. And then right. this is where, like, having somebody like a William Regal or something a little bit more active doing this kind of stuff would be so helpful to, to especially guys like this to just give them. It's like, hey, like if you want to be a wrestler, you got to be more than just somebody going in, and in there um, doing some suplexes and some body slams. You have to be able to draw your audience in. And a lot of times with a microphone or your mannerisms or your, just your, your look. And dude, kids great in the ring, but is just missing that other half so then historically what will typically happen then is then somebody has to come in to be that mouthpiece whether it be like a uh a paul heyman or whether it be um whoever right and it's like i fear that that could be this kid's um where he gets to is like they're just going to give up him as a character and have somebody else come in and, and talk for him and i mean i don't know i guess maybe that could work in some way but i i, I just I, I don't know i don't know it, it, it's one of those things where you, you really. Get to see like where some of these kids, some of these guys are really, really good in the indie scene, but yeah. then when, it, when they when they, they come up, you know, I guess maybe when they're scouting them or just looking too much at the in-ring stuff, and right. they're not looking, go, you know, is this guy going to be a good character on television? Is he going to draw in an audience? Is he going to draw people to come into WrestleMania? People are going to yeah. WrestleMania to watch John Cena. They're not going there to see Austin Theory. They're going there to see John Cena take this kid out.
1: Yep. It's very true. It's very true. And unfortunately, I mean, the whole John Cena coming into the situation, I think, has been uh, very uh, negative for Austin Theory. And I I don't see how that even anything with John Cena could have even helped Austin Theory at this point because John Cena is such a big name that it was going to be a detriment no matter what, which sucks. Because both yeah. guys are are fantastic, they are Austin yeah. Theory. Yes, he's got it. he's got a little ways to go still, but he's 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 fantastic for for you know where he's come from and to what he is now. John Cena is a true uh, you know legend as as you kind of kind of you know put out there earlier. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lose lose, unfortunately.
0: What I, what I could foresee maybe happening is you um, could run into like. And it was like a Drew McIntyre type of situation where you're like this chosen one by Vince and it just ends up shitting the bed and then right. you know they have to go elsewhere and get some street kid street street cred as our friend Mr. Michael Joker used to refer to it as you know sometimes you, know, you just you shit the bed the first time you got to go elsewhere to kind of build up that reputation then you right. can come back and people are like oh he's back you know because he's built up some notoriety whereas right now if, if they're just pushing them and you're just spinning your wheels, nobody gives a crap,
1: right? right. You,
0: you, you got to build up that, that reputation. You got to make the audience care about you or deeply hate you. If you're just going to be this in between Cena said himself, we don't care about you. Exactly. Right.
1: When we talk about building reputations, a good place that has a fantastic reputation is Invasion Comics in Richmond Hill, Ontario. Check out the website right there, InvasionCNC.ca. InvasionCNC.ca. If you're looking for comics, looking for cards, looking for Funko Pops, looking for collectibles, you want to check out my good friends over at InvasionCNC.ca. While you're over there or even in-store in Richmond Hill, let them know that Turnbuckle Talk sent you over there. You can go and order whatever you want from that website and have it shipped to you. But again, let them know that we sent you over there and maybe there might be a little special something, something there for you. Joe, you have anything else to add to this episode before we take off?
0: No I man, I just appreciate being back on. Um, I don't get to come on here anywhere near as much as I'd like to, but um, the fact is, these days I just don't get to. <laughs> it's, right. uh, you know things are very, very busy. I uh, work in a business where there's a lot of turnover with with people who get hired. But even just today, you know, we did lose uh, somebody else there. Um, you know. It's just kind of the way it is, but um, I'm always able to come on the occasional show, especially when things get kind of interesting, and uh, I appreciate that, uh, uh, Don. I, I do enjoy being here uh, whenever I do get the chance to. So even if it's just Boy, during 15 minutes during a break, I, I try to come on whenever I absolutely can, uh, whenever the situation calls for it. And, uh, yeah, when people want to hear my opinions on stuff, and it, it's the type of thing where I just um, – I wish I could be around more guys, but uh, unfortunately, it's just the way it is. And, uh, it's not because I don't want to, it's, um, real life gets in the way. Just too damn often. Right.
1: <laughs> that's what happens when you go corporate. Unfortunately, yes. Take a look down below. You can see my links right there for link tree. Bye, Felicia. You're looking Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot slash Carl Carafell. That's where you're going to find the links for all of my socials, all of the areas that you can follow, Turnbuckle Talking and Turnbuckle Studios for everything having to do with myself. And then I've been showing it to you all night as well. Down below is the ticker there. Pause it wherever you have to. Go back and rewatch this and find it. There is everything for our local establishment. Make sure that you're going over to our YouTube. Subscribe over there. Hit that notification bell as well. Because there's stuff that drops over there that doesn't necessarily come to other places. So you're going to want to stay tuned to the YouTube channel as well. Thank you to everybody who came in and came by today and spent a little bit of their evening with us here at Turnbuckle Talk as the originators return once again. With that being said, we want to take our leave Yeah. Bubba coming in. We had to get that in there before we finished out. Thank you guys. Love you both. He says, thank you so, so very much. Remember everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.